all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we're open and we're ready to receive. We cast down every burden. We cast down every care. And we say right now, God, speak to us. We are open and we are ready. God, we're ready for you to speak a word that gives us direction. God, and we expect you to answer prayers right now. In the name of Jesus, for these next few moments, God, we need to hear from you. Everybody, open your mouth. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Come on, in the building and online. Online, you type it in the building. You say it. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Say, speak to me, God. I'm about to see you do more in every area of my life for your glory for those of you that are expecting more i'll know by your response i said i'll know by your response i'll know by your response it's not that you're doing bad but baby he's about to do more more in your finances more in your faith more with your family more with prayer somebody holler more Let's go to work. So we're in this series called Making Money Moves. You ain't got to dance no more. You make money moves. Listen, why? Because faith and finances are not enemies. They are not separate. There's over 2,300 verses in the Bible about money, more than prayer, faith, heaven, and hell combined, which means, watch me, we like to talk about prayer, but God talked about money more than prayer because there are certain things that, watch me, if you can pay, you don't have to pray. And I'm here to tell some of you, watch me, your days of paycheck to paycheck are over. Your days of having to consult your bank account about what you do are over. And for some of you, watch me, you're not there, but you just want to be a bigger blessing. I'm here to tell you, God's about to bless you and blow your mind. I, I need everybody in the building and everybody online to holler more. 
So Isaiah 48 and 17 says this. Thus says the Lord, your redeemer. God says, I bought you with a price. To redeem something means to buy it. God says, I bought you with a price. Everybody look at me. You are not your own. Stop talking about this is what I want. This is my life. This is how I feel. It's my party. I can cry if I want to. No, baby, we've shed enough tears. Watch me. It ain't time to cry. It's time to conquer. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and said, it's time to conquer. It God says, I am your redeemer. I bought you with a price, which means your life is not your own. It's God, what did you send me to the earth to do? Because when you're doing what you would send to do, watch me, you don't need an alarm clock to wake you up. Purpose is going to get you up. You don't go to work to get a check. You go to work because you love to do what it is that you do. And for some of you, I'm here to tell you, God says, you're about to watch me build a life you don't need a vacation from anymore. I... Oh, my God. Somebody say more. One more time. Thus says the Lord your God, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Shut up. I don't mean it literally. It's just so good to me. God says, I want to teach you how to profit. See, watch me. Uh, Profit means what's left over after expenses are paid. Revenues, what comes in. Expenses go out. Profit is what you have left. Pay attention. You can have high revenue but not be profitable because you have more going out than coming in. You can have, watch me, you can make more money on your job but also be putting more money out and so you're not profitable. God says, I want you not to just have good revenue. I want you to be profitable, which means you're going to have more than enough left over. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say abundance, abundance, abundance. Wrong neighbor. You need somebody that when you tell them stuff like that, they're going to put a shout on the other end of it. Elbow somebody else. Say abundance, 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 abundance. You're going to have enough for you and them. You're going to have enough for you and Shout, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So for everybody that says poverty is from God, you're a lie. Because he said, I teach you to profit, not to be in poverty. Lack is whack. Say that with me. Say lack is whack. How does he teach us? He teaches us to profit through his word. That's why we're doing this whole series. I've taught tons of series. My first book was called The Art of Getting Your Finances in Order. We we released it this year, Making Money Moves, The Art of Getting Your Finances in Order, because his word literally will teach you how to profit. He put over 2,300 verses in the Bible teaching you how to do well. You are not supposed to be struggling. And I realize that's not everybody's situation, but watch me. For some of you, here's your struggle. You wish you could do more. You're not struggling. You just said, my God, I wish I could buy that single mama a house. What if I told you in the next 12 months she's going to... I need some faith in this room. Y'all are a little too dry for me. Open up your mouth, please. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. It means to profit. To profit means to profit or benefit. Everybody look at me. This is greater than just money because anything you go through, God says, I want you to profit from it. Look at me. Even your pain is profitable. Even your heartache is profitable. Why? I got something out of it. I never need you to look back over your life with regret. I need you to say, I got something out of it. I know the relationship breakup was hard, but you got something out of it. I know the bankruptcy was difficult, but you got something out of it. I know going through that situation with your family was difficult, but you got something out of it. Somebody say, I profited from it. To profit or to benefit, to set forward. Look at me. You are not going backward. You're going forward. And pay attention. God says, I set you forward. In other words, the trajectory of your life, God says, I'm setting the dial to forward. Not backward, not lateral, but forward. Look at me. I need some of you all to stop letting people from your past pull you back there. 
They try to pull you back. Remember when we used to do this? You know what? No, I don't remember that. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. And some of y'all need to learn how to tell people, stop trying to treat me like I'm who I used to be. Baby, I'm brand new. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you tell them, I'm brand new. And even if I fail and make a mistake, his blood is so good. His blood will wash me and cover me and make me new again. Well, you did this, you did this, you did that. I did a whole lot of other stuff you don't know nothing about but the blood. I just wonder if there's some folk in here that are grateful for the blood. What is the blood? It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The that blood covers you. Never let somebody say, well, you just did this. Nah, let me help you, partner. Don't you ever bring up what I used to be. I, I used to do that, watch me, and a whole lot of other stuff. But the blood covers me. I'm setting my mind forward. I'm not going back. I'm going. I'm not going back. I'm going. I'm not going back. I'm going. Some of you couples, here's your problem. Y'all live in the past. You, you don't set for it. All y'all want to do is keep arguing about what you said. You settled. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm set for it. Then it looks, the next definition of a prophet, he teaches us to prophet, teaches us to do good. Everybody look at me. God literally wants you to do good. Just think about this. What parent wants to see their child, other than an evil somebody, wants to see their child go through unnecessary drama and stuff? For some of you, that's your struggle with your kids because you want to keep jumping in the middle of their stuff because you're like, I'm telling you, son, I'm telling you, daughter, if you keep doing what you're doing, it ain't going to work the way that you want it to work. God wants you to do good. Most Christians don't fundamentally believe that. You know how I know? Because when I, when I preach things that are liberating, sometimes people will say certain things, and I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, I have preached about, and I told you this story last week, about an individual when I was an associate pastor years ago, and the, and the individual, she had just gotten off a crack a week and a half earlier. And, and, and I'm not saying that in no demeaning way. I'm saying we found her in the crack house and got her saved. Then a week and a half later, in a week and a half later, she told me, it's just a feel-good gospel. I said, well, baby girl, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, 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 what you better be glad it's a feel-good gospel. Gospel means good news. What's good, good news? The good news is that the bad news is wrong. Somebody say, he wants me to do good. Matter of fact, he says, greater works than these that he did shall you do. He says that when people see your fruit, they're going to glorify your father in heaven. I need you to get rid of this mentality that God's trying to get you. No, he wants you to do good. Open your mouth. Say, he wants me to do good. He wants you to be number one in your company. He wants you to be the curse breaker in your bloodline. He wants you to be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. If you only knew how good he wants you to do, you wouldn't be sitting there just looking at me. You'd be rejoicing that he wants you to do good. Like, get out of this mentality where, like, God's trying to get you. Baby, if he wanted you God, you would have been God. Like you got God trying to get me. He's not trying to get you. He's trying to watch me get you up. <laughs> and then it means to be and to have. God says, my word will teach you how to become something and be something and to have something. And notice the sequence of the words. I have to be before I have because if I have, I'll think it makes my be. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. 
See, many times people say, if I have this, it will make me this. No, you have to be that before you have that. See, 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 you keep thinking, if I have money, I'll be rich. No, you rich already. Come on. So that way, when you get the money, you realize, I make the money. The money don't make me. You make the clothes. The clothes don't make you. That's why people can't threaten you with material things. Why? This stuff does not make me. I make this. All right. And he leads you by the way you should go. So this is God. God says, I teach you how to profit, and I lead you by the way you should go. Look at me. The way you should go refers to the way we should go as believers in Jesus, as Christians. The way we go is not the same way that everybody else goes. And I need you to understand that because many times you are trying to gauge your success, and you're trying to gauge your process and your journey predicated upon what you saw somebody on Instagram doing. Now realizing God says, listen, I got a whole nother way you should go. Watch me. Because they look it but it's not in them see some people look they look successful but they're not a success this is why you can see people with lots of money and they still commit suicide this is why you can see people that got a bay got a car got a yacht got a hog a frog a dog a horse and they're still miserable. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow. Which means God says you're not just going to have stuff. But watch me. You're actually going to have a soul that matches the. What profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul. You're not just going to be some empty vessel that's walking around that's got a lot of money. You're going to be an atmosphere changer. You're going to be a thermostat. When you walk in the room, you're going to change the atmosphere. you So look at this, look at this. What have I taught you so far? That first, his word prospers our soul. Prosperity is not a bad word. Prosperity, uh, it means shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. This is important to understand because sometimes Christians will say, ah, you're preaching that prosperity gospel. Question, what other gospel is there? You go straight to hell gospel? Because if that's the gospel, watch me, but the gospel you use to judge is the gospel you'll be judged by. Some of y'all are way too judgmental to have as dirty of a record as you do. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you not to be judging people and putting other people down when you got a whole list of stuff that if it had not been for the... Where are the people that can say, I've not been squeaky clean my whole life. God covered some stuff. There's some stuff I can't even tell you because he. So prosperity is not a bad word. That's just because people think it's just talking about cash, cars, and clothes, and money, and it's not. See, here's what God says. Uh, his word prospers our soul. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So prosper there in, in Greek, this is the language of our New Testament, means success in business and finances. Now, you may not necessarily own a business, but your business will be successful. Meaning, watch me, your credit will be together. I don't need you shouting in church but declining 1-800 numbers. I need you not to be on the run from anybody. I need you to be the lender and not the borrower. When they say, how are you going to finance it? I need you to say, finance it? I, don't offend me with words like that. Baby, I pay cash. I, Success in your business and finances, which means your personal business needs to be together. Uh, watch me. I need you to have things set up so that when you exit the earth, people aren't having to do GoFundMes to pay for your service. 
Y'all ain't going to talk right now. Watch me. I need your business to be together. Watch me. And your finances. I don't need your money funny nor your change strange. I need your finances together. I don't need you budgeting on the back of an envelope. Come on, open your mouth and say, that's not prosperity. Prosperity means you got to hire some people to help you count. I'm going to talk over here because these people ain't saying nothing. Prosperity means, watch me, I needed to bring some people in to make sure there was no loss. Because I'm not counting pennies. I'm not counting dimes. I'm not counting nickels. I am blessed to be up. Then it means to be profitable. I taught you what that means. And then here's the last definition of prosperity. It means to be on the right path. Everybody look at me. You could actually look like a success at the wrong thing. See, a butter knife looks like it's a great door opener, but that's not what it's created for. Come on, who's ever used that butter knife to get through that little door? Online, y'all do the heavy emoji. We've all done it, my God. We've all done it. We've all done it. Pay attention. But watch me. Be on the right path. What's the right path? The path that he created for you to be on. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes the right path to God feels like the wrong path to you. Stop talking about it. it just don't, it's not easy. That's how you know it's God. Because if you can handle it, watch me, then you would be good. But the reality is God says, I put you on a path that unless you old school church said it like this. Let me see how many old school saints I got. We've come this far by faith. Doing what? Leaning. I, I dare you to just lean over on somebody and say, I got to lean on him. I, that's the only way I don't give up on my path. That's the only reason I haven't snapped, crackled, and popped on my path. Because I keep on leaning on the Lord. I, I need you to lean on somebody else. Say, that's how you live. Say, say lean on the Lord. Stop thinking that it's going to be easy because it's God. Everybody in that Bible that he used, their path was hard. In our last series, I talked to you about Paul, and I read you Paul's bio and Paul's story. Paul's story, Paul was like, I've been shipwrecked, I've been beat, I've had this, I had false brothers. This, like, Paul listed out all this stuff, and he was like, thanks be to God. Don't think that the right path will be the easy path. Mm. Mm. God's just going to make sure that he gives you the grace to handle the path. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Cause some of y'all watch me. You've been thinking something's wrong. Ain't nothing wrong. You're on the right path. You just gonna have to. For those of you that have been a little ticked off lately, can I get you to hop up and just lean like you leaning on the Lord? Why? Ain't nothing wrong. I, I just need to lean. I just need to lean. What does that mean? When I feel weak in my weakness, His strength is made perfect. Problem is, is you leaning on people, not God. Problem is, you leaning on your mama and them, not God. And your mama's amazing, but she ain't God. All right, let's go. He says, in all things, which means in every area of your life, God says, I want you to have success. Watch me. I want you to be on the right path in every area. Watch me. And be in hell, which means it's not enough just, just to have prosperity. God says, I want you to also be healthy. Listen, you need to live long enough to enjoy what you work for. 
I rebuke premature death. I rebuke accidents. Y'all better talk to me right through here. The Bible says with long life will he satisfy you. With long life will he satisfy you. Say with long life, he shall satisfy me. Matter of fact, the older you get, the younger you gonna look. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to, or you can step in the water. Oop, baby, the water feels good. The Bible says he'll renew your youth like the eagle. Which means every year you get older, you keep looking younger. I wish you would. I wish you would just sit there, elbow somebody and say, he'll renew your youth. You'll be 40. People talking about, hey, what's up, little mama? You're 22. What? You? They'll see you and your daughter at the mall talking about what you and your sister doing here. They'll see you and your son at the mall talking about, y'all must be brothers. Open up your mouth, please, and say, he renews my youth. I need you to be healthy. And, and, and watch me. Let me just say this. Watch me. Christians are notorious for not being healthy. A lot of stuff we need miracles for is because we won't discipline what we eat. So you need a miracle because you can't control what you put in your mouth. Open your mouth and say, Lord, give me discipline to eat right so I can live long. Yeah, because you're going to see your grandbabies, your great-grandbabies, your great-great-grandbabies, your great-great-great-grand... Somebody, you're going to be the first centurion in your bloodline. You're going you're gonna exceed 100 years of age. I rebuke you thinking you only got the average death rate. We don't serve our average God. I need your body to last. Let's go, all right? Prosper in what? All things and be in health. Prosper in all things, one, and be in health, two, just as, that means equal to. So now we have a mathematical equation on our hands with this verse. Just as your soul prospers. What's your soul? Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Which means if your soul doesn't prosper, you will not have success in business and finances, be on the right path, or be profitable in all things, and you won't be healthy. This is why you can see people who have money, watch me, but, but they still take their own lives. Now, some of y'all be like, if I had that money, I wouldn't kill myself. Uh, listen, let me, let me be very direct with you. Listen, if your soul is bankrupt, it doesn't matter what's in your bank account. And I need some of y'all to stop being jealous over people who wish they had your soul. Because everywhere, everywhere they look around them, they're suspicious because now people just want them for what they have and not who they are. Your soul has to prosper. So what's that? Your mind. Your mindset has to prosper. What does that mean? Where you set your mind, that has to be a prosperous place. Say it's a prosperous place. Like you have to set your mind. On Wednesday, the message is going to be make these money moves right now. I'm going to give you four moves you need to, or a few moves rather, that you need to make. Like you have to set your mind that God wants me to be profitable. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to do well. Like you have to set your mind there. Because if you don't set your mind there, what will happen? Thoughts will be introduced that will make you think, I guess this is just how it's supposed to be. And you'll begin to settle for what you were supposed to watch me make your soul get you out of. So you'll settle for, I guess this is just how my relationship is going to be. Ain't nobody got time to, to be in no messed up, jacked up. Look, either we're going to do the doggone thing or we ain't going to do the doggone thing. But what we're not going to do is sit around here and torture one another. Look, 
But if your soul's not prosperous, you will settle for a sorry relationship. If your soul's not prosperous, you will settle for a paycheck instead of purpose. So you'll look and say, well, they're paying me $10 more. And you'll think that you're supposed to chase money, not realizing that you, that, that watch me, seek ye first the kingdom. I don't chase money. Money chases me because I'm a faithful giver. So let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Um, your soul is where prosperity begins. Your mind. Mindset. Thoughts are introduced to your mindset that can try to change your mindset. I talked about this last week. They're like, when you set your thermostat, my, my temperature right now in my home is set to 65. When I get home, I want it to be cold. Very cold. I don't want it hot. I, 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 mm, the blinds are closed. I don't want no sun in there. I want it cold. When I get home from doing the work of the Lord, I want it cold. I set it somewhere. Pay attention. What happens is, you ever notice how you set it somewhere and then it'll go off when everything in the environment matches what you set it to? But when people start coming into the house and they begin to raise the temperature of the environment, it'll turn back on and say, uh-uh, something in here is trying to change the temperature. And for some of you, watch me, your, your thoughts, you keep getting introduced to thoughts that end up making you think something is wrong because you keep introducing or getting introduced to thoughts that come by way of people. So you felt good about your day until somebody said something sideways. You felt good about church until somebody said something sideways. And I need you to stop being a thermometer and reading the temperature. And I need you to be a thermostat and set the temperature. Which means, don't you come in my house changing my temperature. We're set on prosperity, and that's where we're at. We're blessed to be a blessing, that's where we're at. We are set on seeing God's best, and that's where I'm at. Then your will, okay? So my will has to prosper. What does this mean? Is that I'm disciplined. Everybody look at me. Sometimes you can know what you need to do, but not have the discipline to do it. You ever said to yourself, I know I don't need to do this, but I'm going to do it. You have been sitting at the restaurant. No, you fool. No, you fool. Okay, y'all finna lie? No, you know you fool. You know you are good. Can I bring a cheesecake menu? Ah, uh, sure. You had to already unbutton one of them buttons. But I'm, gonna get, I'm just going to get it with strawberries because that ain't got as many calories as the other one. Say, Lord, give me the discipline to control my will. See, y'all didn't say that one loud. Say, Lord, give me the discipline to control my will. All right, all right, because, because watch me, because there's certain things that in your life you're going to have to discipline yourself. Jesus is like, listen, if this cup can pass for me, I do not want to die. I do not want to go through all this. They're going to put a crown of thorns on my head. They're going to pierce me on my side. They're going to whip my back. I'm going to be unrecognizable as a man. They're going to rip my beard out. Now, uh, I really don't want to do that. But when it's his will, not your will, watch me. You shut your complaining up and realize this is what it is, and I've got to go through what I've got to go through so I can get to where I'm headed. 
And then lastly, your emotions. Um, many people, especially throughout the pandemic, uh, many people leaned on their emotions in ways that became very unhealthy. Because your emotions became, watch me, your friend instead of your emotions being subject to you. What do you mean by that, Bishop? So you, instead of doing what you need to do, you be, I just feel in some type of way. I just feel in some type of way. You go into the store. I know I don't need none of this stuff, but I just feel like I'm going to feel better if I buy all this stuff. I need you to learn how to put it in the car online and get all of it in the car and then click in. Because if your emotions aren't prosperous, then your emotions will pull you down instead of push you up. So you'll be sitting, you'll be sitting at your desk, I just can't get any work done. I can't believe what happened. Look, we're going to need you to meet your quota. And get your work done. All right? Say, my soul is prospering. I, I want to just take a moment. I need you to speak this out of your own mouth. Say your first and last name. Say your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions are prospering. I, so then, what's the opposite of a prosperous soul? Here it is, a scarcity soul. And a prosperous soul always sees itself with more than enough. A scarce soul always says this, if I give, I won't have. See, you are, you, you are, you and I, we are farmers, and everything we have in our life is seed. Say, everything I have is seed. All right, but look at this, Proverbs 11 and 25. The soul, the, the what? Soul, the mind, thoughts, will, and emotions that give generously shall be made what? Prosperous. No, no, I, I need to get this. God says, all of you needs to decide to be generous because you're not in scarcity soul, you're in prosperous soul, which means if I give to you, I'm not in lack. What I gave to you was seed. Let's go. And let's go bigger than money. Can we go bigger than money? See, some of you are like, watch, if I love, if I if, see, if I love, they might do me wrong. They might, but guess what? You got enough. You got more than enough left over to still be able to give. See, because everything you have is a seed. So the Bible says, the soul who gives generously shall be made what? Prosperous. Can I preach this verse the way I want to preach it? It will be made prosperous. In other words, God says, when I see you as a generous giver, I'm going to make you prosper. Which means I don't care what city you're in, you'll still do good. I don't care what environment you're in, you'll still do good. I'm a living witness that when you're generous, you could even be in a city called a valley and he'll make you prosperous. You know somebody said He's going to make you prosper. You might be the brand new hire at the company, but he'll make you prosper. Your bloodline may be full of broke folk, but you're going to be the first millionaire in the bloodline. He's going to make you prosperous. Please say your first and last name. Say, he's going to make me prosperous. The soul who gives what? Generously. And he who waters, this is good, will also be watered himself. See, sometimes you're expecting to reap what you've never sown. See, scarcity soul is looking for a harvest from seed it's never sown. Scarcity soul says, well, I meant to sow it so God knows my heart. And God says, that's not how this works. If it didn't hit the ground, it's not sown. Y'all are quiet right there. 
Oh, the Lord. And if you grew up in old school church, they used to, ju- they used to help you justify what God knows is in your heart. That don't change the fact that you ain't getting no harvest. Let me prove to you. Go to the pizza hut after, or excuse me, go to the local pizza restaurant after church and sit out in the parking lot and put your car in one of them, uh, where they bring it to your car, put your car right there and sit and wait. Well, me, because you're going to be waiting for an order that's never been placed. And you're going to sit there. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting on them to come out. I can't believe this. You're going to be hitting your steering wheel, mad, getting the attitude, telling your kids to hush. They're doing too much. And you didn't come for all that. And they're about to eat. And then they're going to sleep. As soon as they get home, they're going to sleep. You're doing all of that. And ain't no pizza coming. Some of you all, you were talking about I'm waiting on God. And God is like, for what? You haven't sown anything. There's no, seed, no, there's no harvest on the way. But I need you to open your mouth and say, but I'm generous. Bible says, if you water, you will also be watered, which means, which means whatever I want, I first give. I'm going to say it again. Whatever I want, I first give. So let's make this bigger than money. If you want friends, be friendly. And let me deal with this. Not nosy. Because some of y'all think friendly is getting in people's business. Come on, you two. Be friendly. Listen, if you want loyalty, be loyal. Like, how are you expecting people to be loyal and you are disloyal? Like, you, 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 you cannot be counted on. Like, like, how do you expect? Watch me. If you want good followers, be a good follower. See, whatever I want, I first. If you want love, watch me. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Because, listen, you're never, you've been singing a song, another sad love song for too long. Let me talk to some of my single people for a minute. You have been singing that same old song for too long. Whatever you want, you first have to release. All right? So if you want a king, make sure. You can't sow girlfriend and want a king. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now? Let me leave that alone. Because it got real quiet right there in the building. And silence makes me, silence makes me more aggressive. You ought not do that to me. Because when you get silent on me, it makes me like turn into a lion. Like I just want to go devour that. Like don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. All right? He who waters will be watered. He who brings a blessing will be blessed. Are you getting it? Notice the sequence. But I got to release first. It has to leave me before it returns to me greater than it left me. So the generous, here it is, always get more. Say the generous always get more. So here's how I need you to see yourself. Come on, farmer, let's go. I need you to see yourself as a farmer. All right? What does a farmer do? They plant seeds. They sow seed. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man. He took the man, and watch where he put him. He put the man in the garden. Go into the garden. He took the man, and he put the man where? In the garden. Everybody look at me. He didn't put him in the finished product. Watch me. The answer to your prayers is a garden. The answer to your prayers is a place to sow seed. The answer is not the finished product. The answer is, let me put you somewhere you can sow. So the Bible says he put the man in the garden. And where did he put him? In the garden of what? Eden. Eden means, in Hebrew, the land of voluptuous living. Which means I put you in a garden where you have, watch me, everything you need is in there so you can live a voluptuous life. Y'all know what voluptuous means? 
That means everything is in abundance. Listen. That's literally what he means. It means voluptuous living. And I think it's powerful that the word says voluptuous because in other words, God says, I don't want there to be any area that lacks. Like you got joy, you got peace and happiness. You got love to give. You got like, like just when you you're like, look, yeah, I could complain, but I don't have any good reasons to do it. Somebody say, I'm living in Eden. Uh-uh, you don't even say it like you believe it. Say, I'm living in Eden. Can I get you to actually say it like you believe it? Matter of fact, just for those, if you don't believe it, please don't say anything. But watch me. But for those of you who know that, watch me, you're about to see it turn into Eden. On three, shout, I'm living in Eden. One, two, three. Come on, 11:15. Listen, why do you have us say so much? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you don't say it, you're never going to see it. Some of y'all, you come to church and you're silent, which is why you don't see anything. This is not a silent movie. you got to open up your mouth. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Say, I'm living in Eden. It's the Garden of Eden, voluptuous living. Let me move on. Now watch me, scarcity versus abundance. See, it becomes the Garden of Eden or the Garden of Evil predicated upon what you do. Because evil means contrary to. So if you're in the garden, watch me. Now, now listen, here's what you need is right there. Because you need seed. I put you in a garden. So somebody like, God, where's my stuff? This is right here. See, here's what you thought it was going to be. You thought that it was just going to be. You thought make it rain meant give you money. No, it means I water your seed. And if you don't, if you don't have any seed in the ground, there's nothing for me to water. Somebody said, he's about to make it rain. But if ain't no seed in the ground, there's nothing for me to water. So see yourself as a farmer. See, it's either going to be voluptuous or a whole mess predicated upon what you do with it. So look at what he told Adam to do, to work the garden and keep it. Say, work it and keep it. Say it again, work it. And keep it. See, listen, everybody look at me. Your garden is your garden. And I need you to stop looking at other people's garden instead of watering yours. You'd be happy with your garden if you stopped looking over at Jackie, Darlene, and Shirley's them garden. That's my church characters. Got it? Because the reality is you, you really have got the perfect setup. See, you got seed. Watch me. You've got the rate to be able to gather what you harvest. And, and then watch me. And then, and, and then you have the ability. You already got some fruit, so you know it works. You ain't hoping and wishing. You can look back over the last 18 months and say, I know it works. I, can I check this room and check online? Is there anybody that knows that faithful giving works? He says, I put you in the garden to work it. And keep it. Work means release. So I'm going to need you to go into your bag of seed. And whatever you want, you're going to have to release that. Right? So, so release that. Re re release that. Drop it on the ground. Release it. Right, watch me. 
Watch me. Now, listen. Here's the problem. You did that Sunday at 3. And by Monday at 4, like, uh uh-uh, it didn't work. You're a farmer, which means I'm in this game for the long term. This ain't no hit it and quit it, baby. This is how I live. You don't, watch me, you don't work for a living. Your giving is how you make your living. He says, I'm going to need you to release. Watch me. And then once you release, you're going to get some fruit. You're going to get some fruit. And once you get your fruit, pay attention. Watch me. Then I need you to reap. And then watch me. Repeat. Now, hold your fruit. Hold your fruit. Because if we were to crack this this apple open, what would we find? Seed. So when I get my harvest, God's given me an opportunity to now have new seed. The problem for some of y'all, you get a harvest and you're done. And you eat the fruit and the seed. All right, so watch me. See yourself as a farmer. Say, I'm a farmer. All right, watch me. Who already has everything you need. Say, I already have everything I need. Watch me, 2 Peter 1.3. But his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Hold your fruit. Don't put your fruit down. Ask me, has given us everything we need, has given us, has given us. All right, let's check the room. About to do it. It's getting ready to happen. Uh-uh. Has given us. I need you to elbow somebody next to you so you already have it. When he put you in the garden, he made sure you had seed. Your issue is that you're looking for the final product instead of realizing that you're in the garden with the seed. He's already given us everything we need, watch me, for life and godliness. What does this mean? God has already given me everything I need to have a great life and be a great Christian. Like God is like, I've given it to you. Like it's only hard because you don't see yourself as a farmer. Look at me. You see yourself as a consumer. A farmer produces for others to consume. And your days of just being a consumer are over. Come on, say, I'm a farmer. Look at this. Everything you need, you already have. But look at me. Say, what form is it in? Seed. Everything you need, you already have, but it's in seed form. Say, seed form. All right, watch me. Genesis 129. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding what? Seed. So when God puts Adam in the garden, he says, everything you need, I gave it to you and it will produce seed. Which means, watch me, if you will work the principle and be a generous giver, you'll get more. Watch me. God says, I don't have to get involved anymore. See, you praying for financial breakthrough. God says, listen, I... I gave you seed. He said, Lord, give me the money to start my business. I gave you seed. I don't have to get involved anymore because I've already given you the seed that you need. And watch me. And everything is a seed. So let's go bigger than money for just a second. Say everything is a seed. Watch me. Your actions are a seed. Your thoughts are a seed. How you speak is a seed. Your attitude is a seed. Watch me. The people around you are sowing seeds. This is why I am very careful about who I'm around. Why? Uh, One, because I need to protect my atmosphere. And I don't have time for people bringing their foul stuff up in my atmosphere. 
There's lives that need surgery, and I don't need witches and warlocks around me with bad attitudes. I, I, but watch me, but watch me. But here's the other thing, here's the other thing, here's the other thing, here's the other thing. Because seeds may be sown. Have you ever noticed how you, how, how you were real confident about something, and then all of a sudden, after you were confident about something, somebody introduced a thought to you? You're like, oh, oh no. Because even the people you're around sow seeds. Watch me, your family is sowing seeds into you. And you have to be careful to make sure, because the wheat and the tear grow together. Which means some seed was sent to kill. Some seed was sent to destroy. And I need you not to let the tear overtake your wheat. Say, everything I have is a seed. All right, so let's just re rehearse this one more time. You are a farmer. Say, I'm a farmer, I'm a farmer. who already has everything I need in seed form. And everything is a seed. Whatever I want, I can sow for it. Whatever I want, I can give it first, and then I'll get it back greater. The harvest is always greater than the seed. See, you sow that little apple seed, but then look at how big the fruit is you'll get. It's, it's thousands of times bigger than the piece of fruit. Or excuse me, than the seed was. Which means the harvest is always greater than the seed. So what's the principle? The generous always get more. I need your soul to shift right now. The generous always get more. Say the generous always get more. See, some of you felt like, I'm just too giving. No, baby, that's why your life is as good as it is. You're generous. That's why you keep getting more. You keep getting new opportunity. Keep getting debts canceled. Keep seeing great things happen. It's not that your giving wasn't working. Sometimes you're just not going to reap it from who you sold it to. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same back from the Lord. Say the generous always get more. Come on, 15. Say the generous always get more. All right, here we go. So generosity, here it is. Before we do it for people, it begins with giving to God. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Malachi means messenger. Look at this. Will a man rob God? I like God because God is, I said this in 915, God has petty tendencies. When I say petty, it just means that he highlights the nuances that other people will perhaps not pay attention to. All right. See, if you're petty, like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you'll say little stuff that you didn't have to say, but you want to highlight the nuance. Like somebody that's always complaining, you'll be like, what you got to say now? Like, see, that's petty. You didn't have to say it, but you just wanted to highlight the nuance. Right. For somebody who calls you and says, you were right. Watch me. Somebody that's petty says, I told you so. You didn't have to say it. They already admitted you were right. But when you pet it, you want them to know. So look at what God says. Will a man rob God? Robbery is different than thievery because the thief, to be a thief means that you do it in secret. To rob means you do it out in the open. God says, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. Then you say, in what way have we robbed you? Look at God's response. In tithes and offerings that you have withheld. God says, you are robbing me when you consistently ask me to bring harvest that you've not sown for. He says, and you're, look at this, you're withholding your tithes and your offerings. For some of you, today is going to be your first day becoming a tither. For some of you, it's going to be your first day giving above your tithes today. Because I don't need you brought up on charges for robbing God. Who's going to defend you in that case? 
right? Here we go. Got quiet right there? Oh, God. All right. All right. So the question is, what do we give? Nehemiah 12 and 44, the storehouse. So let me teach you this. In the Bible, it was an agricultural society. So they had stuff like this. They had fruit, and they had livestock, and they had animals, and they had crops, etc. And so when they didn't have, that was their form of currency. You and I, we have money. That's our form of currency. So in the Bible, when it says storehouse, the storehouse was attached to the temple or the church. And so literally it's where they would bring their tithes, bring those things, and they would attach it to the storehouse. Or excuse me, they would bring it to the storehouse, which was attached to the temple. So anywhere time you see storehouse in the Bible, it's referring to the church. You got it? All right, so, so pay attention. Nehemiah 12, 44, the storehouse for the offerings. The offering is everything you give above your tithe. That's your seed. Your tithe, you don't sow. You pay that because you owe that. So, so if you give your tithe, like I put my seed in the ground, no, that's, you paid that to owe that. That's what the garden costs. See, what you're doing is the 90% is blessed because the 10% was released. And I'd rather have 90% blessed than 100% curse. Because my 90 blessed is going to go way further than your 100. That's why people look at you and like, we make the same amount of money. How you doing as good as you are, baby? Because my 90 is blessed while your 100 is cursed. So everything I give above. Then watch me the first fruits. First fruit is like this piece of fruit. So if I get an apple tree, first fruit, many Christians have never been taught this. Or they were mis, uh, uh, miseducated and taught that the first fruit and the tithe are the same thing. They're not. That's why they have two different names. The tithe is the first 10%. So the tithe would be a tenth of this apple. The first fruit is the whole apple. So, for example, if you get a new job, the first fruit is the whole first check. It's the first increase. If you get a consistent bonus a year, like if you get a $1,000 a month bonus. All right. Only three of y'all. Okay. The first of that would be the first fruit. It's the whole piece of fruit. See, if the, if the tithe is like one row on a rowboat and the offering is like another row on a rowboat, then the first fruit's like a motor on your boat. So notice what he lists first. He lists the offerings first. Then he lists the first fruits. Then he says, and the tithes. So the tithe means we paid the first 10%. Right? We cannot talk about being generous to other people and yet we are stingy to God. Because let's just tell the truth. Everything you have, if it had not been, come on, y'all, I'm almost done. For the Lord that was on your, you driving and living nice, but let's tell the truth. God did that. You're living a better quality of life you ever thought you could, but let's tell the truth. God did that. I just need to check this building and check online for anybody that can tell your testimony. What I have, God did that. Take five seconds and worship God if you know that he did it for you. Five, four, three, two, one. Say, God did it. All right, so look, we're almost done. So look at verse nine. You are cursed with the curse for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. Listen, God says everything attached to you is going to be cursed if you're not a faithful giver. Now, what is curse? It's an empowerment to fail. See, a curse doesn't mean you're going to drop dead and die. Now, most people, when you think of curse, that's what people think of as a curse. You're going to drop dead and die. That, that's not what a curse is. No, 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 no. A curse works like this. You ready? Pay attention. Pay attention. Y'all looking? You're just going to slowly decrease. Slowly be reduced. You're, it's going to be, because it's an empowerment to fail. 
Because he said, every time you try, you just go lower and lower. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And pay attention, because some of you are going to say, but Bishop, I don't tithe, and, and you know what? I'm doing good financially. Pay attention to the Bible. It didn't say he'd curse your money. He said you'd be cursed with a curse, which means whatever area means the most to you. I'm going to show you this so you get. See, because some of y'all, you good with your money, just this thing with your kids. Mm. Mm. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. You, you're good with your money, but you can't get this relationship to. And all y'all do, y'all like a guy song, just round and round, I go. And you keep going down. But you, you're the curse breaker. Come on, somebody say, I'm the curse breaker. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. He, he, he says, everything attached to you is going to be empowered to fail. Watch me. Not necessarily your money. Just the area that you want. There's people that I see that they're like, they're doing good with their money, but I'm like, God, Lord, they just cannot see. They, they are horrible pickers in relationships. That area is clearly empowered to fail. Because they think that their money has nothing to do with these other areas. And, and, and let me, everybody look at me, look at me real good. Everybody look at me dead in the eye. Eyes. You ready? I said, you ready? Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. God says, um, you may not see that these other areas are connected, but wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So the reason it's about money is because wherever your money goes, that's where your mind flows. So God says, if I have your money, I know I have you. But if I don't have your money, I know that I don't have you. Because watch me, your money is an expression of your priorities. And if I'm not part of your priorities, then that means I don't have you. Never let somebody tell you they love you and they don't put no treasure behind it to back it up. Well, you know, if I had it, well, I'm going to need you to find a way to go get it and make it happen. I'm... Let's move. Let's move. So look, verse 10, we got to quit. Verse 10, how do we give? So, so he says, bring all the tithes. Go back. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. So he says, bring. Bring means perpetually do, which means we should give faithfully. Everybody look at me. Here's what happens for some people. You get fired up. You hear a message like this today, and you're like, I'm tithing today. Then a few weeks goes by. Shoot. And then a couple of months go by. Well... Then, if, then several months go by. God knows my heart. That doesn't change the fact that you're not going to get a harvest. You're going to be sitting in front of that pizza restaurant. And I don't know about you, but listen, the reason I ordered it in advance is because I wanted to be there when I get there. This is why some of you, watch me, in these next four months, watch me, you spent your last day ever chasing a dime. Because you're generous, God says, I'm about to send some, I'm about to chase you. I'm about to chase you. I'm about to chase, money's about to, I'm, give me my gun. God says that the blessing of the Lord will overtake you. In other words, you're going to be going, but God, if you don't act like, I, somebody say that generous always get more. I just heard the Lord say scholarships are about to chase somebody. Grants are about to chase somebody. 
new opportunities are about to chase somebody. Open up your mouth and say, the generous get more. And before you know it, he didn't track you down. Now work it. Work it. I need you to gather that up. But now watch what I need you to do. Gather that up. Now watch what I need you to do. Now I need you, since you gathered it, I need you to watch me. I need you to reap, release and repeat. If he gave it to you, now you need to release it again. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look, look at this. Y'all ready? He says, so there may be food in my house. Practically, faithful giving empowers harvest to change more lives. It's just that simple. The gospel is free, but all this other stuff costs money. This mic costs money. These lights cost money. These cameras cost money. The seat you're in costs money. The air conditioning that's going to freeze you out. <laughs> that's to make sure you stay woke. Ask <laughs> me. It, it, it costs money. So look at this. And look what God says. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a great blessing till there's not room to receive it. What? Shut up. God says, test me. So, 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 okay. Give me, pay your tithes. Give me your tithes. Come on. All right. And then put that offering up on it. Okay. Oh, he must be doing it for the feast. He said, I'm going to sacrifice. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so watch me. So watch me. Watch me. Watch me. God says, test me with this. He says, and see if I will not open up the windows. Windows represent portals of opportunity. See if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a great blessing. There's no room to receive it. Can I go deep at the 1115? I didn't get to say this at the 915. Let's go here. Windows of heaven is a Hebrew idiom that's connected to Noah and the flood when the, when the Bible says that it rained so much that the earth flooded. There was not enough room in the earth to receive the rain. So the rain began to cover up what was once dry. Pay attention. So God says, when I open the windows of heaven, all the seed you've got in the ground, I'm going to water that seed. Watch me. And it's going to produce so much for you. Watch me. You're going to do so well, you're going to start getting checks from stuff you forgot about. Y'all, you weren't even looking for it, but it's going to find you. He says, test me now in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing you don't have enough room to receive it. Say, I don't chase money. Say, it chases me. Come on, 1115. Say it again. Say, I don't chase money. It chases me. So, so look at this. Look at this. He, he says, he says, you won't have room to receive it. That's more. That's more. And the generous always get more. Verse 11. Then I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Look at me. There were accidents planned that he rebuked. See, you were supposed to be laid up in the hospital for six months, but he rebuked. Because that would have devoured. Come on. There's people you were trying to get close to that would have ended up taking you. 
So he rebuked the devourer. In other words, God says, I will rebuke the thing that is trying to take from you, that's trying to get your harvest and your seed. Somebody say, he'll rebuke it for me. He says, for your sake, I will, I will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will the vine uh, in the field uh, drop its grapes before harvest, says the Lord of hosts. Here it is. The generous always get more. Because now, once again, we've got more. I'll pour you out blessing. I'll rebuke the devourer. I'm going to hook you up. Because the generous always get more. Let's go bigger than money. The generous in kindness always get more. The generous, watch me, in serving always get more. Everything you have is a seed. So the generous always get more. Look at me. Let me tell you why you'll never live another day of your life in lack. Because you've got seed. Whatever I want, I can release to get it. So if I want somebody to help me with my business, guess what I can release? Helping somebody else with theirs. If I want God to build my thing, guess what I release? I build his thing called his church. Whatever I want, I can get it because my increase comes from my release. And the generous always get. I need you to worship God for 10 seconds if you're expecting more. I got 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 more. Why? Because I've got seed. Somebody say, I got seed. So I get more. Thank you. So look at this. Look at this. We're in now these fall biblical feasts. These fall biblical feasts. Um, these God-appointed times when heaven interrupts the earth. There's three fall feasts. How many? Three. So, so listen, literally... You know, people talk, man, they're in open heaven. Now we know what they're talking about. Heaven opens during the feast. If you read your Bible, many times when God healed people, it was during the time of the feast. Because, you, you, what do you mean the open heaven? It means there's no blockage. This is why some of you have been getting frustrated with certain areas of yourself. Because there's no blockage. So he's like, we need to get this together today. Say, I'm under an open heaven. The first of those feasts is Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. Immediately following that are what's called 10 days of awe. Say 10 days of awe. We're in that right now. And during these 10 days of awe, this leads to the Day of Atonement, which is called Yom Kippur. That's this Thursday. That's when judgment is sealed on this new spiritual year for you. And look at this. Leviticus 23, 27 tells us what we're supposed to do during this time. It says it should be a holy convocation. So if you can be in church on Wednesday, be in church on Wednesday. If you can't, stream it. All right. And you shall humble your souls. Two things and I'm done. The first thing, God says, humble your soul. Elbow somebody say, humble your soul. This means to fast. So you need to pick a day. If you have not already picked your day, you only have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday available. All right? And let me just tell you what's going to happen. The day you pick is the day your company is going to decide to pay for everybody's lunch. You ever notice how that happened? The day you're supposed to be doing right is the day people get generous. 
I'll buy you whatever you want. You're going to need to do this on one of my non-fast days. All right? So fast, all right? And, and, and what kind of fast? If you can, all right, you consult your medical uh, professional, consult your doctor. If you can, you do a water-only fast, if you can, for the entirety of the day. Some of you are like, whew. Bishop, can I do water and juice? <laughs> you want to get as close as you can to a real fast, all right, which is water. Look, this ain't as rough as Jesus. No water, no food for 40 days. I said, Lord Jesus, I don't know how. Shoot. No, nothing? Lord Jesus. Look, 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 you fast, say fast. fast. All right, then during this time of fasting, so you need to pick a day. Right, how many, let's just do it now, in the building and online. Let's just do it now like I did on the live the other day. Because if, if you pick it and you do it in church, you're going to be accountable to it. If I let you go home and just, I'm going to think about it when I'm going to do it. Friday going to be like, shoot, I forgot to fast. Watch me. And you need to see what God wants to do for you too bad. What he wants to do for you is too big for you to miss it because you didn't fast. So how many, Monday's going to be your day, tomorrow, all right, all right, okay, okay, you can put your hands down, online, y'all wave at me, all right, all right, all right, and some of y'all say, I ain't putting no hand up, you're going to put your hand up. All I'm trying to do is get you blessed. Don't be mad at the man that's trying to help you. Don't hurt your help. Tuesday, how many are you going to do Tuesday? All right, you're going to do Tuesday, okay, a few, all right, I got you. All right, Wednesday, you're going to do Wednesday. I can't do Wednesday because that's church. And y'all thought I was unfiltered last night. Can't do that. Thursday. How many are going to do Thursday is your day? All right. Some, some of y'all hands didn't go up. Lord, get them. All I'm trying to do is get you blessed. All I'm trying to do is get you out of debt. All I'm trying to do is to get every area of your life to come up. All right. So you pick a day. All right. So during, when you fast, you reflect and repent. I want to talk this. I want to preach this. I want to talk it because I need you to understand it. All right. You reflect and repent. Say reflect and repent. So here's what this means to reflect and repent. I look back so I can go forward. So I need you to think of some things, watch me, that you need to change, that you need to do different. Which means, here's, here's how you know your fasting is working. When at the end of your fast, you see everything you need to correct, you're not pointing fingers at people. Your fast wasn't, didn't work if when you get out the fast, I'm going to get these people together. No, then you didn't fast right. All right, say Fast. And then the second thing is this, and present an offering by fire. What does this mean? A big sacrifice. So literally in the scripture, when they would do a, 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 um, what was called a burning um, sacrifice or a burnt offering or a burnt sacrifice, literally they would have to take one of the best of their livestock. Because remember, they didn't have money the way that we did as our currency. We do. So that's why we sow financially. Because but to them, their animals, their livestock, their fruit, their vegetables, etc., their crops, this was their method of exchange. So they would have to find their best piece of livestock. They would have to, watch me, everybody look at me, they would have to then get the hair off of it. They'd have to clean it. Because God wasn't going to take no sloppy offering. Then, watch me, they would have to then open the animal up. They'd have to take all of the organs out of the animal, bleed the animal. Th this is a lot. We got it easy. We can text to give. Y'all listen to me. I mean, somebody, I mean, could you just imagine, just for a second, this is just for like, like two seconds. Could you imagine 
Watch me. And you had to prepare it. Nobody else could do it for you because it was your offering to the Lord. Open the animal up. When you open the animal up, you got to take all of the, the uh, internal organs out. You got to clean it up, dress it up, all that. Then you got to stretch it out. Then you have to set it on fire. Pay attention. Everybody look at me. Your best had to be set on fire. Which means God says, do you love it or me? Because I'm going to make you put your best on fire. And so when we're sowing during this time, we began it today. We'll go through the 26 and we'll do that. When we're sowing this today, this is why I had you pray about it. Because this is going to be different for everybody. I didn't give you an amount because it's going to be different for everybody. For some, watch me, it's going it's to be a sacrifice for you to do 500. For some, it's going to be a sacrifice. You're good. You, you know, 500 is nothing to you. It's going to be a sacrifice for you to do 25,000, though. For some, look at your neighbor. Wink at him. Mm -mm, wrong neighbor. Wink at the other one. <laughs> Say, you're loaded. <laughs> look, you're going to come to church with your offering like, hold on, hold on. You're going to come to church when it's time to give. You're going to be like, wait a minute, Bishop. No, I ain't waiting. I ain't waiting. No, I ain't got no more money in here. I used all my money. Give me that stack of money right there. Give me that stack. It's all right. It's all right. Give me that stack. Give me that. Give me that. Look, some of y'all, you're going to come to church like. You're going to come in like coming to America. Yeah. Where we place the seed at, Bishop? Look, you're going to walk it up with a whole wall. You're going to hold on. And he's about to do. And he's about to do. Because the generous always... So how do I know he's going to do more? Because I'm generous. And the generous always get more. How do you know your September's going to be more? You're generous. October more. You're generous. November more. You're generous. December more. You are Can the generous people please stand up and give God the glory? We're going home. Hey. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're in this experience and you never become a Christian, today's your day. You can grab a seat or you can stand. It's your prerogative. Um, if you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, today's your day. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. I don't need you to log off today or leave church and not be 100% sure that things are good with you and God. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, I need you to simply lift your hand. If you're in this building, online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Bishop, what am, what am I doing when I do that? You're saying, God, I believe the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. What's the good news? The bad news is wrong. He dies so that you can have life and life more abundantly. And yes, money is part of that. We cannot be afraid to talk about money. Just That's why I'm so glad I, I pastor people who, watch me, we, we're real so we can heal. That's why I do series about money and series about sex and series about relationships and series about all kinds of different things because we don't just want to talk Christian talk but not be able to walk Christian walk. 
Somebody say, I'm the real thing. Come on. Come on, say it with authority. Say, I'm the real thing. And you become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure, wherever you're at, in the building, you're going to raise your hand when I count to three online. Do the hand wave emoji says to me, one, God's coming to get you. Don't make me beg you. God's coming to get you. Let that, let that push you feel, make you respond. If you deny him, the Bible says he'll deny you openly. So don't deny him in this moment. He's coming to get you. He loves you. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. God bless you. 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 Church, I need you to celebrate all these hands up in this building and all the hands online. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody, lay your hands on yourself. And pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. I was here by divine appointment. You came to get me today. And tell, him, tell the Lord this to say, and you've got me. For the rest of my life in jesus name amen so many hands just went up in this building did you make a decision to become a christian for the first time or recommit your life to jesus we want to help you make christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby so just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd only at BJ's.